You've seen those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? Your move, creep. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Film Feast podcast. I am your host Matt Bledsoe, and on this episode, we are talking about Vanilla Ice's landmark film, Cool as Ice. Uh, to help me talk about it, I'm joined by one of the coolest guys I know. Uh, he's been a guest on wow. this show many times, and now hosts his own podcast called the Varsity Cinema Podcast. It's Keith Rich. Keith, how you doing? Matt, I'm doing wonderfully. Uh, how about yourself? <laughs> I am good. I am very excited to talk about this movie with you. Uh, yeah weirdly more excited than i feel like i've been about anything in a long time <laughs> uh for this movie i'm like why am i so excited for this movie in particular but uh there's so much to discuss maybe i think i don't I, know yeah <laughs> it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. We, yeah. we'll see um <laughs> now before we say anything else i thought about this we're doing cool as ice i don't remember how we even came to this idea but i don't either but <laughs> Your last, I guess I say proper episode, not like the Discoveries episode is not a proper episode, but it's a special episode, I'll say. Um, your last kind of normal film piece was about the Ninja Turtles movies. Yeah. Where famously in Turtles 2, Vanilla Ice has a cameo. And now we're doing this. And I was like, is Keith only doing Vanilla Ice <laughs> pictures on this show from now on? <laughs> because is, your options are getting limited now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, this ends my stint on film feast. <laughs> only, <laughs> Matt, only Vanilla Ice movies from now on. <laughs> You could do That's My Boy with Adam Sandler and Andy oh, Samberg. Oh, uh, that's true. Really, that's true. I was like looking at what other movies he appeared in and the well goes dry uh, for quite a while. After <laughs> yeah. this. Um, <laughs> but there's some there's some random ones he pops up in. But I just thought it was funny. I was like, it's so weird. We're doing another Vanilla Ice thing on this show. <laughs> it's oh, necessary. I don't know. I, I, you know, he meant a lot to me as a kid. So this is actually kind of a, a good closure moment for me. <laughs> That's good. Say that. Full circle. <laughs> Why do I feel like if I paid him like a hundred dollars, like through a like cameo, he might have popped up on this episode. <laughs> Dude, like he might I, have to... I, oh my god, that'd be incredible. <laughs> could you could you get him to do the intro? He might be cheap. You never know. He, he might be. You never know. I gotta. You know what? Keep keep talking. I'm gonna Google Vanilla oh. Ice cameo because I'm kind of uh, curious. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, uh, you host man. a podcast. You got this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like talking movies. Uh, yeah. That's it. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I've no. Breaking oh, news. thank you for saving me. A Vanilla Ice Christ. cameo. A personalized video for Vanilla Ice costs four hundred dollars on Cameo. What? Who does he think he is? <laughs> It's not 1991 anymore, Vanilla. Uh, (laughs) I can't remember who it was, but it always made me laugh. Somebody referred to him as like, his name was just like, his first name was Vanilla. And it was like, (laughs) calm down, Vanilla. Stop, Vanilla. What am I thinking? It's like a reality show. Chris Kattan. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, because he came on this MTV show and he busted up oh, the set right. or something. And yes. Chris Kattan kept calling him vanilla, which rules so hard. I love that. That's right. That was like like the craziest moments on TV countdown or something on the TV where oh, it was like lamest videos. Oh the my 25 God. lamest videos on MTV. That's uh, right. That wow. Really yeah. But okay. Yeah. Thank you for, wow. What a memory it is. Yeah. But I, I laughed so hard. I'm just yelling, come down vanilla. Hey, stop vanilla. <laughs> like, um, I was going to say he went through a long period where I think he just seemed like a uh, kind of an asshole, but I feel like yeah. nowadays, <laughs> yeah. yeah. In the post, I don't know, 2010s world. It seems like he's mellowed and mm-hmm. seems like a decent guy. I think I, I maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't want to like, but, but he seems, uh, you know, nicer. I think he does like, he builds homes now or something. Yeah. I heard something. I don't about know. That. Yeah. I hope it's all on the up and up, but yeah, $400 for a cameo is just a not going to happen. It's a bit steep. 40. I would consider it, but 400. That's, uh, that's asking a lot. Oh, Mr. Van Winkle. I mean, Van even Winkle? Rob Van Winkle. Yeah. Rob that's, Van Winkle. And that's your real name. And you go use a stage name. <laughs> like, um, that's wild. Uh, I, I, you know, for a hundred, I even would have thought I would have scoffed at a hundred. I'd be like, okay, it's a little high, but I wouldn't have been like, Oh, but 400 is that's something. That's one of the pricier cameos I've seen. Like, I think, <laughs> I haven't I've never actually looked on there, but I've debated on starting my own cameo uh, just, you know, for like two dollars. And I'll say whatever dumb, whatever dumb stuff. Well, I should do that. But then everyone would probably make me make smooth my balls references, which has come up. (laughs) (laughs) I have to admit that was really that was amazing. Uh, (laughs) It's a great bit from Anthony. Yeah, Um, I should never remind anybody about that, that. (laughs) I got that uh, email or Instagram message from that shady account that was like, you want to promote smooth my balls? And I was like, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> um, no, didn't seem you. legit anyway. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I was going to sell to a cameo, but I can't. I, it's going to be all smooth my balls jokes. Um, anyway. Off <laughs> <laughs> to a oh, great boy. start. I'm me choking in the beginning and us talking about balls. I did put you on the spot. This is uh, a real ready. rambling intro for us uh sorry i was gonna say last time my cameo the only reason i kept looking at cameos was like there was a period where my facebook feed the ads would be like hey get so-and-so for a cameo you could scroll through and see all the celebrities doing cameos and i was just curious how much they were all charging yeah. that's the fascinating part like how much they think they're worth <laughs> yeah like, some people i thought were undervaluing themselves a lot of people overvaluing themselves i will sure. say that i can't remember specific but uh yeah some of them i'm like I pay for this uh, to say happy birthday or something, <laughs> but um, four hundred dollars. Wow. No, anyway, um, a no. That's a no. <laughs> All right. Well, that won't be your birthday gift this year. <laughs> oh, shucks. Thank you. No. Sorry. The, the, the th- it's the thought that counts. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Cool as ice. Well, we shouldn't get to that first. But hang on. So, um, did we? We? You, I think you said you'd watch this maybe last year. Or something and said there's an episode here did you say this to me uh <laughs> you know things get said matt and uh, you know in the heat of the moment and i i i maybe i maybe shot that off a little too too hot and quick um <laughs> yeah i mean i, I think it might have had to do with actually the turtles episode because i feel like i had this disc sitting on my shelf and i was like well we're talking about vanilla ice. Maybe we could continue to talk about vanilla ice and be a good excuse to watch it. Um, yeah. So here we are. I, I, I hate be how yeah. we got here. I, I own the Kino Blu-ray too of Cool as Ice. Uh, <laughs> I get it. I was very excited yeah. to put that out. I was like, oh, finally. Because I don't oh, think it oh, had a good. Oh, finally. 
<laughs> I don't think it had a good release for a long time. And I think the DVD may have been out of print. Yeah, that sounds right. I think, yeah, I think that sounds right. Because uh, I got to save this for when we get to the movie. Let's talk about what we've seen lately and then we'll go back to Cool as Ice. I know we're very excited. So Yes, um... <laughs> yes. And just to be clear up front, I, I like this movie better than Turtles 3. Uh, I, I... I don't hate Cool as Ice, whereas I do hate Turtles 3. So They may be on equal footing for me. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> That's fair. They may be both like four out of ten type movies for me, which is like below average, but I don't hate this, but sure. it's not good. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, I just so weird. Get that out of the way, I'm not going to it's not going to be a shit fest where I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's, that's um, an important note, because I told you, yeah, of course, yeah. a recording like I, I, <laughs> I feel like years ago. Like I was really into finding and watching bad movies to make fun of. Like that was sure. like probably because I was a kid watching Mr. Science Theater 3000 and it became like a it is like a fun treasure hunt to go find these like hidden gem bad movies that are such a fine line to walk of like this is bad, but not boring. It's bad, like in a fun way. And you find those movies that like play well with like a group. It's a very good time. Like The Room, it's the yep. Holy Grail. Um, There's a bunch more. Um. But like this one I found and was like, well, this is a fucking gem. This is like it's <laughs> it's uh, it's very bad, but it's not boring. It's got lots of memorable things about it, uh, for better or worse. Um, but I feel like I moved away from that as I got older. I feel like uh, I, I, I don't want to like shit on things just to shit on things like there's whole right. podcasts that are dedicated to watching bad movies and making fun of them. And that's fine. I just don't want to do it. Um, funny enough, I don't know if I said this before, that me and a friend of mine, like, I don't know, it was probably 2014, 2015, tried to start a podcast that was all about making fun of bad movies and shitting on them. <laughs> and I was not, my heart was not into it. And especially like episode two, he he wanted to do Point Break. And I said, whoa, partner. I was like, Point, Point Break yeah. is not a bad movie. I was like, I will not sit here and besmirch uh, the name of Point Break. Um, and we argued about that. And I feel oh, like we did the episode, but I think it, I buried it. I don't even know if the podcast even has a feed or exists anymore. I won't even say what it's called. I want to find it. It's very bad. <laughs> it's just two people sitting in a room going like walking through the plot and being like, Oh, that was dumb. You know? And like, it's, it's a very <laughs> shitty podcast. Um, and I just, I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to like just completely just shit on these movies. Like, um, so yes, cool as ice is bad. I will make fun of it a lot, but there is there is some good because I think this I can't think of another movie on this podcast besides like a Turtles three situation where it was like this is a bad movie. We're going to talk about it. We don't talk about a lot of bad movies intentionally. Like that's not the the point of the you know. Um, there's some good stuff in Cool as Ice. I there is yeah, especially visually. Well, I can't wait to drop that on people. They don't know, but. Um, yeah, yeah I just, but it's I just had yeah. to make that I just had to make that caveat up from before we got into any discussion because I was like if people are pressing play to think that this is going to be a trash talk fest it's it's that wasn't my intention going into it uh <laughs> so I just just want to make that clear that it's yeah so yeah that's and I will say you'll probably get a little bit of that but <laughs> for sure yeah, yeah yeah I mean it goes without saying I mean it's kind of unavoidable but it's you know, I mean yeah yeah so yeah. um Oh boy. Oh boy. This movie. Sorry. Anyway, but <laughs> derailing. I apologize. I know, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, okay. So what besides cool is that? Have you watched recently <laughs> that you want to talk about? Uh, I've seen this year has been kind of incredible so far. I, there, there haven't been a lot of movies where I was like, eh, it's been pretty <laughs> solid from January 1st, all the way till, till today. Uh, I've watched nothing but kind of awesome stuff for me personally. 
I, one that I finally got to watch was Alligator uh, that I really Oh, enjoyed. yeah, yeah. From 1980. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I cracked the shrink on the 4K and, and watched it and had a blast uh, with it. I really, really loved it. Uh, it. It was the right balance of light, kind of light cheese, but with really fun effects. And Robert Forster is, is incredible in it. Uh, so I really like that. Some of the the deaths are really gruesome, which I really love also. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I felt gross watching it just because it's, you know, set mostly in a sewer and ugh, I hate sewer stuff. I mean, oh yeah, turtles aside, but you know, it's like, ugh, this is grimy and gross. There's like <laughs> shopping carts down in a sewer and yeah, <laughs> dead dogs and stuff. Wait, but... The only sewers I like are in the turtles movies. Otherwise exactly. I, yep. uh, yeah, turtle uh, sewers just freak me out from all it's all kinds of reasons. And uh yeah. alligator, that's it's like I get scared of the kind of stuff that's possibly down in the sewer, even though it's ludicrous. I'm like, who knows what's down there? That's <laughs> like, true. I mean I don't yeah. know how much you how much games you you play games or anything, but I'm playing the Resident Evil 2 remake right now, and there's okay, a whole nice. section in the sewers oh, which no, fucking you. terrifies me. I hate it because <laughs> you're like your character's wading through like water up to their waist, and there's just all these weird mutant you know like not even zombies like mutated the creatures down there that scare the shit i hate the whole section i'm like i don't like this it's like get me out of the sewer like i feel unsafe uh not pleasant but oh yeah alligator kind of it's yeah it is fun it's cheesy but yeah. it's also kind of <laughs> tense and i don't want to know if scary is our word but the yeah, yeah. fuck that thing is terrifying if i Absolutely. saw like the way they make that alligator look huge is pretty incredible um another movie that was very hard to see for a long time it was like a like a movie that you just couldn't see anywhere and the 4k comes out and i blindball that thing like <laughs> i was like i'll buy this um it was not disappointed in alligator it's very yeah. fun <laughs> it's just it's just you know kind of pure pure entertainment uh yeah i dug that one um trying to think i watched oh one i actually watched that i really loved it was a documentary called the emperor's naked army marches on have you heard about this at all no it sounds like a name of like a long post-metal song from the 2000s <laughs> <laughs> Is that Godspeed You Black Emperor? Or what? No, it's a... <laughs> I think it's an Explosions in the Sky song. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, so basically it's a war vet, uh, a Japanese war vet from World War II. Uh, he's in his 60s and he's going around uh, doing interviews and he's very outspoken against kind of the government and there were some officers that did a killing of two of the people in his unit and he's trying to get them to admit it on camera and oh, why they did it and who wow. did it, who pulled the trigger and all this stuff. And it's so intense and it's interesting just culturally to see how the kind of interrogation is handled because on one hand, he's very aggressive. I mean, he will have fist fights with these people and he's in his sixties, oh. just like <laughs> punching these people. But on another hand, he's being very respectful and just asking, you know, kindly and politely, you know, I know you did this. I'm actually, I'm a better human being than you are because you did this and you need to admit it. And he's just like kind of being passive aggressive, but (laughs) it's very respectful in a weird way. Like no one's, no one's turning him away at the door really, which blows my mind. There's a little bit of, of, you know, contention there, but overall they invite him into the house and give him tea and. I mean, it's just crazy. So to watch him kind of uh, just go through and interrogate these people and he brings out family members of these people that were killed and tries to get them to confess. I don't know what it's on Criterion Channel right now, but it was just 
mesmerizing and and fascinating to kind of see something so uh, kind of bold and and honest and human and real life uh, on on screen. And I wasn't expecting it uh, to be so powerful. So it, 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 that one's a really worthwhile kind of serious watch, but it's, it's, I won't say it's not entertaining because it's definitely very entertaining. <laughs> wow. What was it yeah. called again? The Emperor's Naked March or the Emperor's <laughs> Naked Army Marches On. Sorry, it's a long Oh, time. okay. That's a... <laughs> uh, okay. Wow. Yeah, that does sound pretty intense and interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. okay. Yeah. And, All right. Spoiler, I may talk about that at the end of the year. We'll see if I see anything better uh, than that. But that, that'll definitely <laughs> be on my favorite discoveries at some point. Oh, okay. Um, and then, you know, I watched a couple new ones. Uh, I went to the theater and saw Infinity Pool. Oh, which, yeah, yeah. Uh, rearranged my brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you seen it at all yet or? yeah i uh it's the episode out yeah, the black swan episode with carmelita i just did i oh, I, haven't listened br- to, I need to listen to that yeah. i brought it up yeah because she had not seen it i had seen it uh i really wanted her to see it because i know she likes uh brandon Cronenberg too and uh and just would be her thing and then she did it up liking it but i i really liked it i actually think i like it more than my initial thought like my that i thought initially i think i walked out like that's good, like three and a half star movie. And then I think I like it more thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm so surprised I've seen people criticize it for being um, very they, I think thin. And I'm like, Ooh. there's a lot of different stuff going on here. There's a lot yeah. of commentary on different things. Um, I disagree with that. Yeah. I it's... do too. I, I just, I, yeah. Uh, it's like, and it's so weird and like wildly creative. And it's like, I, I, I don't know about you. I went in not even knowing what like kind of the big first story point is like what happens to alexander skarsgård i had no idea that was going to happen i didn't know that oh, was okay i did i didn't I even did know, know that oh okay i didn't yeah. know that so I'm yeah. <laughs> and i'm like well he's in trouble i don't know what he's going to do and then they pull out this like weird kind of sci-fi concept and i'm like yeah. oh that's an option okay um <laughs> and then becomes i thought it was such a good commentary on like how just rich people get out of trouble totally. all the time yeah. like we've seen how much have we seen of that the past few years especially um yeah. So it's like just, I, you know, beyond, and there's all this um, stuff you could read into about like a, maybe like a, like a Dom sub sexual relationship with him and, uh, oh my God, uh, Pearl, I'm blanking her name. Mia Goth. Mia, Mia Goth, yeah. thank you. Um, uh, with them, uh, colonialism, where it's like they have this nice resort, but then they have, you know, barbed wire fences around there. Like, uh, there's a lot of stuff in that movie, and I thought it was really interesting, uh, visually amazing, um, crazy stuff. I couldn't believe. I was like, "This is the R-rated cut." I was like, "What's the NC-17 I, cut?" I want to see the. I want to see the other cut. Uh, yeah, very badly because <laughs> I was. I I thought, man, they're really they're really pushing it with the R cut. I was I was pretty impressed <laughs> with how much they stuck in there. Still, I mean, it's incredibly yeah. <laughs> violent and sexual and and. Uh, I mean, it's unhinged at a point, you know, and it, it you kind of sucks you in. It's a really weird kind of uh, another one that kind of puts you under its spell when you're watching it. And I really liked Possessor. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, from a few years ago. But I think I prefer Infinity Pool. I think I'd I have to watch them both. again. I'd, yeah, I have to watch them both again, which I might do when Infinity Pool comes out on Blu-ray because I want to watch yeah. Possessor again anyway. So right. I think I still like Possessor more, but it's close. It's a very close contest. So uh, he's good, Brandon Gronenberg. I know yeah. nepotism, but still, uh, you know, it's like he's he's proven himself worthy so far. It's not like he's making shitty movies over and over. We're like, why does this guy keep getting jobs? Oh, he's David Cronenberg's son. <laughs> well, and and it's and they're 
I mean, yeah, and obviously cut from the same cloth as 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 David, but it's well, yeah. interesting <laughs> how original these feel still. Like Possessor and Infinity Pool, I've never I've never seen stories like that before, or I wouldn't have even thought. You know, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean these are these are not so. Um, <laughs> That's <laughs> a movies that I absolutely uh, was all about. So yeah, yeah. Infinity Pool was pretty incredible. It's yeah, um, it's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, love that. And then another one that I texted you as soon as I got out of uh, uh, right, and then I promptly went to crying in my car <laughs> was was After Sun, uh, which I watched a couple nights ago, and uh, that's an interesting movie where I. I don't know what to really say about it beyond it being kind of a relationship coming of age, you know, story of a, of a young girl and, a, and her dad uh, takes place, you know, mid to mid to late nineties. And uh, the, the, it's interesting how it's like, it, it is emotional and you, and it's very real, like kind of slice of life. But then the part that got me was pretty much right at the end when they do the father daughter dance where he keeps trying to get her to dance. Oh yeah. Cutting back and forth to the dance uh, the dance club scene. Mm-hmm. I like lost my shit when that happened in the theater. <laughs> I was just like very still and just kind of like, oh God, this is, I feel things. <laughs> like, I, I am human. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say, but I oh. can't wait to get back into it and watch it kind of in the privacy of my own home because I felt a little too aware of the people around me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was such an intimate. Um, yes, it's very intimate. It's almost like yeah. the point of like, we shouldn't be watching this. This is like totally, someone's yeah. private home movies or private memories. We shouldn't even be intruding on because no, I, I I saw it too after you raved about it. And I'd heard about a lot of buzz and knew you probably gonna talk about it. And I was like, I got to have something to talk about with Keith because I haven't watched much lately or so I thought. But I was glad I watched it because everyone's going nuts over it. And I'll be honest with you, and sorry, I don't know if there's the last thing you were talking about or not, because this is it could lead to my stuff. But I, I for the, like the first half of After Sun, I, I was like, I don't get what's going. I don't get this. I was actually kind of frustrated. I was like, I was like, I'm kind of bored. I was like, I don't, I don't really know if I like this. I'm gonna feel bad. I'm gonna give it. You know, everyone else is. I was like, what's going on? I was like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see it out. It's got to end strong. Um, even right. So I kind of got more into it like the last like. 20 ish minutes or so. I feel like it started kind of mm-hmm. coming to a point where I kind of things started to come together a little more. Um, but then, and then even when it ended, I kind of sat there like, huh, <laughs> it's like, I don't know what to make of what I just watched. And then I started kind of going online and I felt kind of like a dummy because I was like, oh, if I'm not getting some stuff, but I went online and was reading stuff. And then it was like, talk. I feel like they use the term quietly devastating a lot. This movie is truly quietly devastating because then i'm sitting there like reflecting back on the movie i'm just sitting there in silence in my in my house like oh like i'm just getting really sad like because it's all starts coming together for me at that point and of kind of like what you know it's kind of what i thought was happening but then to read the confirmation and read people's takes on it everyone has very if you go to letterbox you pull out very personal beautiful reviews of this movie that will make you appreciate it more um it's a movie that doesn't tell you much of what's going on, even when it's all finished. I don't think it ever outright really gives it to you all kind of like it gives you a lot of pieces. Like it's like a it's like a mystery where like they're being fair and giving you all the clues, but they're never going to outright tell you exactly what happened or, you know, um, that's why it's a hard movie to talk about, too, because it's so much of like you're just observing people on vacation. It's like and these little quiet moments 
between the daughter and the her dad and all this stuff. And I, yeah, at, when it was so for like 30 minutes afterwards, I feel like I just sat in silence in my house and was like reading about it and then getting kind of misty eyed thinking about I never pull out cried. A lot of people just told me they weeped, but I just kind of was like, oh, no, it was like, this is so sad. Like, I just was like really uh, thinking about little parts of the movie and what is going on, which I kind of like, OK, that's what I think is happening. Um got sadder yeah it, i mean it's it it it. it so it, it i can't think of a movie anytime recently that like even right when it finished i was like okay that was good but 30 minutes later thinking about it it went up you know tremendously in my thoughts where i'm like oh no that's a great movie it just it just is so quiet in what it's doing and subtle that it kind of it might take a minute i think it might take a minute to get to you um yeah. sorry to kind of cut you off there but you're talking no, about no, after something i mean Absolutely put. I mean, I, I feel like it's a very, uh, but I mean, to to anybody that hasn't seen it, it's not a total bummer fest. I mean, it's very, <laughs> uh, you know, pretty sweet and charming in a lot of parts, um, you know, but it is very real, uh, you know, and it was interesting. I was talking to Suzanne about it uh, after the movie and we were talking about how as a new parent, for example, it's, we're still trying to figure out kind of how to exist as people that you know that we kind of are and were in addition to becoming a parent because we it, it becomes more complicated it's harder to do the things that you want to do uh right <laughs> whereas before it was just kind of like that was just the natural way you did things so um you know you see the dad kind of struggling to be just a dad but also wanting to be kind of just himself at the same time and and that's hard to watch because i can i can it, it's just, it's multi-layered. It's multi-layered. And I, and I really like that it, everyone can get something different out of it um, is I guess what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but, yeah. But I, I just thought it was a really beautiful movie and I, I wasn't expect, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect going into it. I, I think I'd heard all the buzz about it, but I knew pretty much little to nothing about it. Uh, and I always, whenever I hear that much buzz about anything, I go in with pretty, pretty low expectations, just like, you know, stop waiting for something huge to happen because uh, you might be disappointed because <laughs> that's happened so many times before mm -hmm. uh nope this one snuck this snuck, snuck up on me it's, <laughs> it's a sneaky assassin it doesn't it like was. yeah it uh who was it oh man it's me texting a friend who'd seen it it was like it doesn't ever give you like a big like boom like a saw reveal like <laughs> where it all comes together like music starts playing you're like oh my god no it never gives you that it never yeah. it never um a lot of restraint from this movie and uh at first, I was finding it frustrating, but after it's over and I sat with it for a little bit, I was like, no, that was pretty great. Uh, I could imagine it works on two levels as like you're a parent. So now it's like you're in his shoes, but you can also probably imagine being a kid. And there, mm -hmm. there's most people with their parents, like there's stuff that the parents hide from you. Not even like sure. it's just a kind of you're a kid. So you don't need to know about like financial struggles sometimes or their health struggles or whatever. You know, like they try to yeah. shield you from that because they don't want to overwhelm you as a kid. So there's some of that in there. It's just mm -hmm. the idea of like losing a parent and then only having them in memories and like, what, what are you remembering correctly? What are you, you know, it's just stuff that might be like an aha moment where you're like, Oh, that's what was going on. I didn't understand as a kid. Um, both and both the main actors are great. Uh, yeah. what's the, he got out for an Oscar, right? Uh, Paul, is it Paul, Paul Mescal? Yeah. Mescal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the girl, I don't think ever acted before Frankie Corio might be her. First. Yeah. I think it's her Incredible. first. Yeah, that's crazy. But she's so natural. That's the Absolutely, it helps. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
they don't feel like they're acting half the time. That's why I say it feels so intimate. You're like, oh, I shouldn't be seeing this because it feels like so real. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was I didn't know what to expect either because the the log line is very like uh, vague. It's like a daughter recounts a vacation with her father from 20 years ago. And it's like, OK, it's like, what yeah, is that? Yeah. Is it good? Is it bad? It's like, um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. Um, I'm glad so I'm glad you kind of for that last little push to get me to watch it because <laughs> I was, you know what it was frustrating though because i could have sworn i saw it was on movie uh-huh. um that streaming service which i never had before and i was like oh i get a seven day free trial and i get on there and it's not on there and i realize oh they literally have the rights everywhere except america so <laughs> to stream after sun so i like i was like oh god so i mean what well, no harm no foul seven day free trial. i didn't pay anything but i was i was like oh god so then i had to go pay for it but um i was like really literally everywhere but america you can show this movie on movie <laughs> so uh but well worth the like five bucks i paid for whatever oh, it was yeah, but uh sure. yeah. but yeah very good movie um yeah anything else you want to talk about or was that the last thing i mean i, I feel like i could talk a lot of, a lot of stuff <laughs> i've seen has just been kind of like that was fun or that was good. You know, I, I don't know that I need to go down a rabbit hole to try and sell anybody on. Oh, okay. On any, well, anything, anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have a couple like that that I was going to bring up. Uh, one thing, another thing I think you watched kind of recently, a movie called The Soldier from 1982. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought, yeah, Glicken House, yeah. a good journeyman director, a good journeyman, uh, <laughs> starring Ken Wall, who uh, I don't think starred in a lot of movies, but uh um he's in a movie i really like called taking to beverly hills which is such I a fun oh my god you really need to see that i think yeah. i think it has a kino and i think it's hard to see otherwise i may be wrong but um so i was like i should like the soldier it just sounds like a straightforward action movie and i feel bad i really thought it was like okay like yeah. i couldn't get into it but i mean it's just there's so many squibs i my god <laughs> the amount of squibs <laughs> used this movie yeah. um basically i the plot is like what terrorists take over like a plutonium like a bomb and try to threaten to detonate it i don't even know the plot <laughs> like the, they're Russian. it's during the cold war uh yeah so it's a bunch of russian soldiers try to hijack yeah some nuclear uh chemical weapons and and uh and then ken walls out to stop them with his like little anti-terrorism team i think and it's like yeah yeah. I, I really have nothing to say besides like there was a really fun ski sequence with I love that sequence. So that's much. a great sequence. Uh, a man Klaus Kinski, yes, yeah. who's a great bad guy. There's a I think somebody does like a a ski move where they're like spinning in midair and they get shot. <laughs> it's yes. like as they're spinning. Uh so that was a great sequence. It's like there's some fun sequences peppered throughout a movie that I thought didn't really have too much else going on like um i thought i liked it way more i was disappointed uh i think you liked it more than i saw your like review i think you liked it more than i did but i just well i think i will i will say i mean i've been watching a ton of criterion movies leading like oh. kind of i mean i've been watching a lot of serious very you know well-constructed uh good movies but when i when i put it on I, I just wanted a little refreshing change of pace and i just thought it was a total party i had a blast with it and it does go up in my estimation because suzanne couldn't stop peeking at the screen. She was trying to work on something and she was just like, this is amazingly ridiculous. <laughs> and she was all about it. So I was like, okay, well that, that goes up for me then. It, so. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's not a yeah. good movie, but it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a ton of fun. It is. I, I didn't, I didn't hate or anything. I just kind of no, was no. like, I was surprised how like shoulder shrug I was on it. Cause it's the only thing I get really hyped up about. Like, I'm like, Oh my God, the soldier. But 
I don't know. I I, I kind of wanted that too because um, you all have not heard this yet. It's coming out Monday, but we did a big like Steven Spielberg episode, like like one of the Cobwebs Marathon formats, but with Spielberg. We did a Spielberg Marathon with all his movies, and me, Lindsay, and James Coddington uh, did. Yeah, we we kind of all had the, the spots to pick um, and the time slots to program, and picked a bunch of Spielberg. So I watched a bunch of Spielberg movies. <laughs> And I said in the episode, I think I was like, guys, I'm ready for something like not that well made, not that great. Almost like somebody saying, like, I've been eating like filet mignon for a week. I got to have just like a <laughs> greasy burger. Like, and then I watched like Soldier like right away, I think, after all that. And I was like, oh man, I kind of miss the Spielberg stuff. <laughs> like, that's um, fair. Yeah, that's fair. But I like James Lickenhouse movies. And I, yeah, I mean, Ken Wall, I think it's way better in Taking Beverly Hills because he's very stoic and soldier like he's very yes. just like he's got more personality and um taking to beverly hills i think you're gonna like that one when you see it there is okay. a there's a gunfight set to faith no more's epic oh. <laughs> just one of the greatest things i've ever seen in a movie <laughs> like you, you don't realize how well that song will fit to a gunfight until you watch it you're like oh my god yes this is perfect <laughs> um it's a good time um so another thing i watched that i was surprisingly like eh, about like was have you ever seen the monkeys movie called head the band, the monkeys? I haven't, I'm not a, a big monkeys guy. Uh, so <laughs> I just, I'm not, I've heard a lot of things about it. Yeah. I've not been interested in checking it out. Uh, I'll, I'll watch it probably at some point, but I'm, I haven't I, I'm it. not either, but it was one of those movies that has like the allure of, Oh, this has been really hard to see. Mm-hmm. Like you have to buy the Blu-ray, I think through Criterion, which I think is only available like in a big box set. I don't think you even yes. buy the Blu-ray. So it's like this whole thing. And I was like, I, I had it on my radar. It's not like a weird, interesting movie. And then it popped up on Tubi. And once I saw that, I was like, oh, well, I should probably watch uh, that monkeys movie. I'm not the biggest. As a kid, we kind of watched that monkey show in like syndication because they played their little show. It was very silly. Um, they played their little show. Their little show. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Sorry to the monkeys. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm a Beatles guy through and through. The Same. monkeys are fun, you know, uh, but uh, they have some fun songs. But I just thought this movie sounded so weird because it's written by Jack Nicholson <laughs> and directed by Bob Rafelson, who did what did he do? Hang on. Um, he like produced five easy pieces and he's just like, yeah, was this guy who was a big Hollywood guy in the time. And like, I, I guess it was so I didn't have enough drugs i didn't have any drugs in me to watch head <laughs> good god head is like someone gave the monkeys lsd and they just went and made a movie because it's just and it's just vignettes it's just like a series of like vignettes with the monkeys doing different things um and they're funny they're like fun and like little bite-sized things but it's not even long a movie it's like an hour 20 long movie but like it has no plot it is completely plotless it's just like the monkeys getting thrown in different scenarios um which is kind of fun but a little tiresome after a while and some scenarios are better than others like it's a weird thing where they are doing i think a like dandruff shampoo commercial and they're playing lice they're like all dressed in white and they get like sucked up into a vacuum in the commercial and they end up somewhere else and there's a part where they're like playing a concert and then when it ends the all the girls rush the stage and they turn into mannequins and the girls like tear the mannequins apart (laughs) so it's fun I, I know it's worth I think it's worth watching once because it, especially it's hard to see. So if it's on Tubi, it's like, why not? Um, yeah, it's like a fun sequence where 
uh, I think Mickey, Mickey Dolan's, um, who I think sadly is still the only monkey that's still alive. Um, he, he, they're so young too. It's crazy. I'm like, these guys were so famous at like 22. Like they're like so goddamn famous. And I'm like, why they look so young? It's always like 21, 22, but there's, he's like in the desert and sees a Coke machine and like runs to it. And like, I think it's blown up. I don't, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like anti-consumerism, anti-war. This is definitely like peak protest the Vietnam War. There's even some of that, like think said outright in the movie. Um, I know that's like, I'm sure that's Nicholson. And I'm sure they're into it too. Apparently it was so intense that the FBI was investigating the monkeys for like, you know, anti-American acts or something because they were protesting the Vietnam War so strongly in their movie. Um so definitely an interesting like time capsule, uh, fascinatingly weird little movie. It just didn't really hold my attention that well because it's like one little vignette to another. And I was kind of like, some of this is too fucking weird even for me. Like I need like I need the drugs the monkeys had to be like, yeah, man, like I get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck the fuck the government. Uh, it's, like, <laughs> um, it's just so funny because it's like it's so clearly the monkeys like finding out about like, you know, it just them tired of being like a product them thinking about these bigger issues like so it's fun but it's like it's just i don't know it it just was a little almost too much for me at certain points <laughs> like um but uh i couldn't pass the opportunity to see it i was like well what am i going to see this movie pop up again so um and last thing i saw probably the best thing i've seen recently because like you i had an amazing january of watching movies like i was could not miss it was like yeah. hit after hit i was i could do a discoveries list now off the january stuff. Same, so actually yeah um but then february's been kind of like meh february <laughs> like for me um but this thing this was really good um i wish it oh man it could have been like an all-timer if the middle was better it's a movie called manhunt which is there's a lot of movies called manhunt but this is <laughs> manhunt is two separate words that's important um and when i heard the premise of this somewhere i was like i gotta see this movie um bait this is made in 1941 uh or came out in 1941 by fritz lang and basically about a british like hunter like a big game hunter who's vacationing in bavaria and this is how the movie starts he's like a hunter is walking along through the, the jungle and he kind of lays down on a ridge and he sees hitler <laughs> on a balcony and he's like huh <laughs> so he's like looking at hitler through the side of his gun and then he kind of like pulls the trigger with no bullet in there he's like haha you know like and then he's kind of like huh wait a minute <laughs> and then he puts a bullet in the gun and you're like oh is he about to shoot hitler <laughs> like um and you don't know if he's there for that reason, if he ever really was going to pull the trigger, if he was just messing around like for himself, like to be like, oh, I could kill Hitler if I wanted to, but I'm not going to um, because he gets stopped by like another a soldier, a German soldier, soldier finds him and and stops him before he can even possibly shoot, shoot Hitler. With So the Germans take him in. Uh, they interrogate him. They beat him up. Um, he tries to tell them, like, I wasn't really going to do it. I was just kind of testing myself i was messing basically i was messing i was messing around guys like you know i was just like you know maybe i could shoot hitler just joshing um <laughs> they don't believe him they think he's like a british you know government agent or something um and he that's like the first third of the movie and then he escapes from them gets back to britain 
And this, this it's it's really unfortunate because it really kind of dies in the second act because he is kind of just hiding out uh, in England after he's escaped the Germans. And there there's some guys who are after him. But mostly it's like him hanging out with this woman played by um, Joan Bennett, who's an American actress. But they have her doing like a British Cockney thing. And so <laughs> the main guy, Walter Pigeon, who I believe is actually British. Yeah. Um, he has like a very, like, I think a very, lack of a better word, classy or traditional British accent where he's like, oh, yes, ma'am. Very, very like proper. And then she's... <laughs> The contrast of her being like, "Oi, Mister!" Like, like, "Oh, go, come on, come down!" Like, and she's she's not British, so she's doing like this really bad, like, Cockney accent, like that is like distractingly bad. Like, but I like her character because she's kind of like this simple, innocent girl. Um, but the actor performance is bad because the accent is like Dick Van Dyke, not quite Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins, but it's just like it's a lot of like. Yeah. She's really trying with like the oh, I'm from the streets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I move up. Like it's just a lot of like, I right, calm down. Uh, and like, but she's, <laughs> you know, she's trying to help him. There's a little bit of romance in there, but it's kind of like I'm not that into that part. Uh, it just kind of dies. It kind of just hangs around for a little bit, and then it gets to like this finale. It gets very dark. I feel like at one point I'm like, oh shit, they did that. And then it's a pretty good finale. That's like a real tense kind of cat and mouse game. Um. And it's interesting, but like the premise and the opening are so good and they grab you so well that it's kind of sad the rest of the movie doesn't follow through on that. Um, and it's interesting because it's like 1941. America has not entered World War II yet. Fritz Lang is a guy who came from Europe and is like, hey guys, <laughs> you may want to be aware there's some shit going on. <laughs> and then like, to, it's like him and a lot of other European filmmakers trying to like warn Americans, like, guys should really, you know, be in, involved in this, like probably, or be aware, you know, be more aware, be more active. So it's up from that perspective, it's like interesting because he's trying to get people like to kind of, you know, get more into this cause to fight Hitler. And uh, I, I was just so surprised in 1941, someone was bold enough to make a movie where they were going to assassinate Hitler. Like, that's just insane. That's like, incredible. yeah, so it's it was on the Criterion channel. Um, it's it's good. It's worth watching for sure. Um, but I was like, man, when it started, I was like, I might have like a top 10 of the year discovery. And then it kind of fizzled out a little bit but it's still i think it's still worth watching it's interesting um so yeah that was uh i think that was all i had so that sounds really appealing i i watched a uh fritz lang movie from last month that i really liked uh, called the testament of dr mabuza and it was pretty pretty great so uh yeah i, I might maybe i'll go on a fritz lang kick this year i don't know that <laughs> manhunt sounds at least appealing and, and fun so i, I definitely oh yeah it's it's curious. definitely worth watching i think the disappointing part is it comes from just like how far it falls off from how good it starts like and how good that premise sounds you're like holy yeah. shit like um but yeah still entertaining still good um so yeah, fritz lang i need to watch more of his stuff i want i think a couple things but they always look amazing yeah like he's great yeah. at making stuff look great um have you seen the big so, heat yet? I did see the big. That was one I was okay. thinking of. I watched it with uh, before Daniel, like the episode we did with Daniel, where it was like I watched film noirs. Oh, that's right. He watched like two thousands action movies, like, right. and I watched some really great ones. Um, and that was one of them. That was my favorite, actually. I think it's, of the three. Very good one. Yeah. Um, so good. So, um, yeah. Uh, well, from stuff on the Criterion Channel <laughs> to cool as ice. Yeah. Yeah. Vanilla <laughs> ice folks. is. Yeah, everyone's like, all right, I'm out of here. Um, Vanilla Ice is 
one and only starring role in a film. Yeah. Um, because the country apparently had vanilla ice fever um, because 91 is his year. It seems like, I mean, yeah, this turtles two. Uh, his when did I say maybe actually come out? Was it ninety or ninety one? Uh, I think ninety is when To the Extreme came out. I think it was ninety. I mean, he really he has one of the smallest windows, yeah. of fame, <laughs> like to burn so hot, and I feel like it lasts for okay, yeah, it came out nineteen ninety, so he had like ninety 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 one, <laughs> but I feel like I don't know if he even made it like ninety two. I feel like people are done by that point. Um. But they put him in a movie, goddamn, and they uh they were like, it's so clear the whole thing's built around him and everything that he can do because it starts with a six minute long like musical number from him, um, and Naomi Campbell randomly, uh, the model <laughs> is there, yeah. um, that I don't think was very good if I remember right. I mean, I will say one thing about him. No, let me pause there right the bat. He's a great dancer. The man can yeah, move. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like He's the moves may look. Yeah, the moves may look a little silly by modern context, but but like the man can move. I was shocked at how like, but I remembered. I don't know if you're watched. I was a big behind the music fan on VH1, oh, and he had a great behind the music episode. Yes, um, very interesting life and like shit that he got into. Um, but I think he started off as a break dancer in like Houston. He's from Houston, I think, and um, and then somehow you know wandered into success. Uh, and like and and yeah, he. So he can dance really well. The singing and the songs, not so much. But, but uh, I mean, then it becomes an, another important question. Have you ever seen James Dean's Rebel Without a Cause? Because apparently... No, I have not. Actually. I haven't either. Blind People spot, say this is yeah. like a direct... Like they just lifted things from that movie and just made their own Rebel Without a Cause with Vanilla Ice. Um, which I don't I can't. I can't comment on because I haven't seen Rebel Without a Cause. But um, reading the synopsis, they sound similar. Because... I mean, Cool's Ice just starts off with like he's a artist, I guess, who performs around the country. There are tra- him and his like three friends, uh, very minimal crew, very easy to travel with. They're on their mo- sweet motorcycles, and they <laughs> and they just wind up in the small town because someone's motorcycle breaks down, and they're stuck there. And then he meets um, Kristen Minter. Is that her name? Sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> who was from Home Alone? Home Alone. Who, yep. who was the sister who counts everybody before they get in the van? Um, it's always remember. I don't remember what her name was, but she counts everyone before they get in the van. And uh, she's like a real goody two shoes, uh, academic type, uh, rides horses. Uh, you know, like real, real kind of you know upper class. And then they meet, and he just becomes like, I guess obsessed with. Her. I don't know. He just like he's like I don't I gotta win this girl over. And then that's the movie. And then there's a whole subplot. That's happening. There's a whole subplot with her dad, played by Michael Gross from uh, Family Ties. Family Ties, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um, And Tremors, obviously. Uh, (laughs) And he, we find out they're in the witness protection program. (laughs) Sorry, I don't mean to laugh so, but it's like the movie. I guess it does need that because it's not a very deep movie. But um, when they do that curveball out there, that it's like the dad's in the witness protection program, and now like. Because he briefly appeared on a news segment with Kristen Minter about her winning some scholarship that these guys in a bar were like, that's our guy. That's Jimmy or whatever it is. Let's go. And they find him very quickly, very easily. Yeah, I was yeah. shocked. Uh, this is pre-internet. Um, and that's the movie. This, <laughs> I just ran through like that's And it's 90 minutes. 
me and yeah. Keith discussed before we started that I think 25 minutes of it are like montage slash musical numbers. So you're down to like an hour basically at that point. Like, uh, cause I don't think, I think they were like, we can't, we got to fill 90 minutes. We don't have the material. We better start stretching. Like we better figure something out. <laughs> like, so yeah. So I just did a whole bunch of like overview. I don't usually do that kind of stuff, but I feel like, you know, cool as ice I mean, people I haven't seen. Have to. Yeah. No, I mean, because <laughs> I, I don't think that that, I mean, no one know. I mean, if you haven't seen this movie, your speculation on it basically being a, a, a an hour and a half long music video would be correct. Uh, <laughs> but the whole subplot about the witness protection program is absolutely ridiculous uh, and so unnecessary. It's just so unnecessary. Also, and when their cover's blown, okay, I don't know anyone, in, or unless I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know much about witness protection from except from movies. But I would imagine they put you in witness protection. Then, if your cover's blown, then you have someone you could contact to help you out, right? And get right? You out of that situation, you would think that's whatever. built in. It's got to be a concern, like um, that. Hey, anytime my cover could be blown, um, but he, the dad, acts like they have no. They can't do anything. I'm like, you can't leave. You can't. Yeah, they don't even try to leave now they think no, about it. they just stay. <laughs> That's the crazy part. I was like, <laughs> why, why would you not just get in a car and go? At least like, <laughs> drive a while. We're just going to wait it out. We're just going to wait it out and see if these guys leave. <laughs> like, wow. I hadn't thought of that till this moment. About the, the family doesn't <laughs> even try to pack up and leave the house, I don't think. Um, unless. Yeah. Wait. Incredible. I'm trying to think now. Because <laughs> uh, do. They maybe they try to leave, but the son may have been kidnapped by that point. Well, uh, that's true, and they and the dad thinks Vanilla. We'll call him Vanilla. Uh, Vanilla did it. Did did it uh, or is in on it? Or it was in on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dad makes uh, some wild assumptions about Vanilla. He uh, based on very very, very little. Loose. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, there's not a whole oh. lot of concrete evidence to go off <laughs> of here. Never mind the parked car outside of their house for like three days with the same two guys. In. Right. Uh, you think you would call the cops? That's. Sure. A, I mean, even if they try to, they, he doesn't try to call the police. He doesn't. Nothing. He says something about, and the wife says, do you have tried to call so-and-so? And he's like, he, some kind of throws, Michael Gross is like, I, you know, I, I don't know. He won't help or something. I'm like, what? Like, what? <laughs> why will no one help you? Um, Very weird. Um, strange. I, so strange. let's. I guess I should back up and say, you said you were a big Vanilla Ice fan as a kid. I was. And yeah. I was a little too young to know him besides anything besides Ninja Turtles. So I was like, there's a Ninja Turtles guy. Um, so I kind of missed his fame. And we said it's very, it was very fleeting. Um, yeah. So were you in on this movie from the, the early days or did you see it later? I, I didn't see it until last year. Uh, I oh, that's remember... right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I remember seeing the videotape in the in the video store. I remember the TV spots. Uh, weird thing, being in that bubble. Maybe it was just my age, but I honestly didn't realize until recently that his window of fame, and even after watching the behind the music, <laughs> it didn't really dawn on me. His window of fame was incredibly short, and I just thought this guy's been famous forever. He's he's huge. <laughs> It'll always be huge. Uh, not the case. I had no idea, but I I had the to the extreme tape 
uh, and I played it to death. Uh, I, I think I still have it, weirdly enough, but it's just the tape. I think I destroyed everything <laughs> oh, else because uh-huh. um, I was so into it. Uh, <laughs> it's just, I knew all the words to pretty much all the songs. Like, wow. wow. <laughs> um, I think at one point, too, there was even like a Barbie-sized type doll that you could get. Of there was. I, yeah. I feel like I remember that from something behind the music or something where he was like, I had a doll. Like, and I was like, wow, they really went all in on you. Like whoever was marketing him was genius genius and pushing very hard. Like, I think they knew our window is very small. We have to get (laughs) like all the vanilla ice dollars we can before this window closes up. Um, Yeah. That's yeah. That's wild. I, yeah, I I feel so stupid. You told me like, that's why you were like, Matt, I watched vanilla cool as ice for the first time. Can we we need to talk about this movie and I was like we do need to talk about this movie but I maybe That's I thought right. you'd seen that it be years right. before and I didn't I saw it like t- 12 years ago ish like I feel like 2010 ish oh, okay because I was really in my like I'm finding bad movie phase type thing and I don't know where I even got it from at the time but the, I'll never forget the one thing that cool, cool as ice did that really helped somebody this movie helped someone let me tell you I my sister's friend we had like a house party or something the night before. This is back when we were like still having house parties in our like early mid twenties. Um, and like, um, my sister's friend the, the night before, like her boyfriend had broken up with her or she found out he was cheating on her. So she was like devastated and she'd stayed over and me, her, and my sister watched cool as ice. And she still to this day says that really lift my spirits to watch cool as ice and just oh. laugh at this movie like we had the best time watching cool as ice that first time and it really helped her because she was so sad That's and then she's great. like i feel so much better watching cool as ice it's like really lifting her spirits um so uh, this movie isn't all bad yeah it helps people That's it. it helps people that's incredible that's a great it, story actually <laughs> and then after that i feel like it was kind of hard to see like mm-hmm. um and now it has a Blu-ray, thank God, so we can watch it whenever we want and uh, um, can share the joy. But it, I, so I remember having this really good memory of it, and I swear I've watched it at least a couple times since. Yeah, but watching it this time, I was like, "Oh, this is worse than I remembered," because it's <laughs> maybe because I was by myself. Maybe I've never watched it by myself before. Oh. Maybe I've watched it with like groups of people, which makes it way more entertaining. Totally. <laughs> but yeah. I just was so aware of how like just bare thin the plot is like it is like there is nothing to this movie it goes to 90 minutes but it is filled with so much filler i think it's like rocky four level montages like there are just long long montages um a scene where vanilla ice and kristen minter go on a date question mark to an a not abandoned, a new construction site where houses are being built in the middle of the desert. Uh, and they and they just romp around and uh, gallivant and any other word you want to. Uh, they they have a, ga- a grand old time and they uh, they just uh, they just kind of it's a whole like the song. It's like this like ballad. Is that the ballad that's like got the really deep backup vocal? I think it is actually. Yes. So it's a really yes. bad vanilla ice song because he's trying to like talk sing. Ugh. Like, and he's not good at either. Uh, he's like, <laughs> it's a lot of like, girl, I knew we'd be together. And it's like, <laughs> and then in the background, there's these deep vocals like, never gonna give you up. Or never, or never. And it's just, that's the, <laughs> that's it. Oh God, I think I broke a key. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God. 
Oh, it. It's a terrible oh, song. Goodness, but, so good. you thank you. It. Thank you. I've been practicing oh. for 24 hours. <laughs> I got to nail this on the podcast. It was um, worth the episode for that moment. Those, <laughs> those backup vocals are in my vocal oh. range. I can do those. I can do deep, deep baritone. Uh, yeah, but no, Ice is doing the whole like, I don't know what he's even saying. It's just, yeah, it's all a lot of like, girl, we need to be together forever. And it's just like, he's not even, it'd be hard he's, to call it singing. He's known her two days and two he days. went in and like stole her address book within the first five minutes of oh, meeting her. Let's talk is... about how he tried to murder her. The first time he saw her, <laughs> oh, yeah. he the yeah. first time Vanilla Ice sees Christian Minter, he's driving down the road on his motorcycle and she's on her horse and they're riding like side by side and there's a fence in between them. They show, plain as they can, it's just a flat dirt road between him and her. Somehow he fucking jumps the fence. There is absolutely nothing to jump that motorcycle with. And then he jumps right in front of the horse. She falls off the horse, which could be devastating. People fall off horse yeah. and get fucking paralyzed. Right. And, and then he's like, hey, girl, what's up? And she's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Are you trying to kill me? <laughs> Not like that, but it's I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, I mean, but um. Like- yeah he's very upset rightfully so uh and he's yeah. still like hey like he's trying to charm her and i'm like you just tried to kill me basically <laughs> and then steals from her uh yeah. that same instance i think steals her like a, a address book um and this is the guy we're supposed to like think she's charmed by it does help that they give her maybe the worst boyfriend oh. of all time because he's basically an abuser yeah. um at one point, we see him like outside a party, and he's drunk, and he's like kind of grabbing her arm really rough, and he's like, "Why'd you embarrass me like that? You're like acting like a slut or something." He's like, Whoa! And then you know, and yeah. just he's gaslighting her, saying like, "Listen, I forgive you this time," and it's like she didn't do anything wrong. Like, um, he's a horrible guy. So by that comparison, I guess we think Vanilla Ice is like a good alternative. <laughs> like, I mean, he's way cooler. They make that point That's true. multiple times. It's they, true. They beat that home. Like <laughs> nobody's <laughs> business. Um, I mean, I oh god, now I don't know where we're gonna go with this. But yeah, so well, it's like the weirdest yeah. meet cute of all time is like I'm gonna jump motorcycle for your horse and almost kill you, and then it's like <laughs> she's oddly charmed by that eventually. But it does move. take a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I wouldn't recommend that to pretty much anyone on the planet to you know win over your crush or whatever. Uh, <laughs> nor would I recommend breaking in while they're sleeping with an ice cube and and dripping it in your crush's mouth. That's that's creepy. <laughs> that's creepy. It's it's not okay and it's creepy. Is that not how you and Suzanne met? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I could regale you of stories with ice cubes and and waking up <laughs> having it drip my mouth and going ah what the what the fuck and uh, but no 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 we're, we're sane people um, I forgot how insane that was I had forgotten what a maniac does that's that's insane that's nuts that would be crazy now if I like I'm trying to like I've been dating my girlfriend yeah, for like acceptable. two years if I got into her house without her knowing it was like ice cube like, what the fuck are you doing yeah it would not be okay it would it wouldn't be okay. be okay and he's known her two days and he's yeah. like breaking into her house and just laying there casually in her bed like man <laughs> like yeah, she's just like also she wakes up like no one's ever she's like so peacefully like i wake up i wake up with a start i feel like i'm like oh what? she's like oh <laughs> um I know it's a movie thing to like wake up and look glamorous because they put makeup on you, but it's, it's also her disreaction to waking up is so like, oh, like someone's putting ice in my mouth. And I'm just like, oh, I'm up. Like what? It's like, what the? F- I just, I insane, insane. <laughs> they and were she's like, in just a t-shirt. It's like, 
uh, I'd cover up and be very creeped out and yell at the guy. I mean, I don't understand. The logic um, of this movie does not. I mean, it's not. It's it's. This doesn't take place in our universe. I'm pretty sure yeah, this doesn't. It's faulty, to say the least. Yeah. Um. This. Uh, <laughs> and then she. In that same scene, it's like into it because she's about to take the shirt off and then her little brother walks in and that's the only reason I think it stops. Uh, she's like, okay. Like, she's so, like, there's no reason in this movie for her to be, like, charmed by Vanilla Ice. I, I, any rational person, I don't think. I mean, someone could tell me. And we're two guys. I don't know. Maybe someone's <laughs> like, I feel like I watched this with somebody once, a, a, a girl who was like, Vanilla Ice is really hot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I Objectively, maybe a handsome guy, but I think his personality will put people off so much that it's like, yeah, you know, the things he says, I mean, the thing I sent you at one point, he tells his group of friends, uh, okay. They're stuck in this town waiting for their motorcycle rebuilt. We got to talk about that whole thing, but the, the whole, yeah. So they're waiting for this motorcycle to be fixed. They're there for a few days. till it's fixed. And vanilla ice is like, I'm going to go across the street and sling a schlong is I believe (laughs) what he says. Yeah, Talk about going to the line. just swing his dick around at Kristen Minter and hope that she is into it. Um, I was like, I had to stop. I had to pause the movie. I was like, wait, what did he just say? I was like, no one's ever said the phrase sling a schlong before or after this movie. They act yeah. like I think it's a normal thing to say. I'm like, I don't I don't think so. Movie. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I mean, he does have one of the greatest lines in movie history when Vanilla Ice is like there. Kristen Minter's with her boyfriend. And he's realized walking away and he's like, hey, drop the zero, get with the hero. And listen, pretty great. Line. Pretty great one. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. Kind of smooth. That was like, that's the smoothest thing he did the whole movie. <laughs> like the boyfriend's like, oh, that guy, like he got me. Um, <laughs> it's just, um, yeah, what were you going to say? Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I just, uh, I, I love the place that they're getting their, uh, their motorcycle repaired at it is the most 90s oh my god yeah, place of all time it's very peewee's playhouse i it so, is so i did watch the commentary on the disc and and hey, this I is good yeah that. so <laughs> so uh, i might be dropping some nuggets but they did bring up some good points and they're like you know it's it's very reminiscent of peewee's playhouse but they said they said where but the the difference is where Pee-wee makes sense in in, <laughs> in the playhouse. Like that world is believable because he makes sense in that world. It's right. Like vanilla ice, this repair shop, like none of this gels. No, it, no. So that's why it's this weird feeling when you're watching the movie. It, so there was this trend, and I don't know if you picked up on this, where, I mean, it's pretty weird where the town feels like it's stuck in the 50s, but it's clearly yeah. the 90s and <laughs> I, there was a thing at that time i feel like where that was kind of common i i feel like you'd see that in kind of weird offbeat movies where it was you know like blue velvet i guess or something like twin like oh yeah Blitz yeah movie is very much in that in that style but it's it's interesting to see it in this context just because it doesn't <laughs> really it make any sense whatsoever <laughs> not that i'm no, looking for any it... of this to make sense but <laughs> You know, I feel like it was weird. weird, like shorthand. I do remember, I can't think of an example, but I feel like if you had like lame or nerdy people, mm-hmm. like to show that you put them like 20 or 30 years earlier, you put them in like totally. the 50s or the 60s. The, the, okay, they go to this dance at one point. Yeah. This is really what we're talking about. They go to this, yeah. <laughs> this town dance. 
Um, and Vanilla Ice and his little crew. And there's like everybody's dressed like 50s nerds, I feel like, where they have like the glasses taped up and pocket protectors, and just they're all just like quintessential slick back hair, like 50s nerd. And the but the band though, the band playing looks like a 70s band, but they're playing music that I don't even know how to classify. <laughs> like it's so bizarre. It's just like anything. Like if you're not cool, if you're you're pre nineties, basically you're not modern. You're like you're these like pick a decade, and you're like 50s, 60s, and 70s. I think they're just like make them look older. Yeah, and the town feels like a fifties like leave it to Beaver type town. Uh, but then this weird house. So when they st- they stop to get their motorcycles fixed, um, it's run by two really crazy eccentric like people um, who like and they tear the whole bike apart like. Like to nuts and bolts, everything. Frame. Yeah. Down to the, yeah, yeah everything. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I was always told you got to uh, break them down to fix it. It's like, the fuck, man? Like, it's like, <laughs> so they're really stuck there. But yeah, everything in that house is like Pee Wee's Playhouse, like crazy angles and sped up, a lot of fast motion. Yeah. Um, like uh, the couple's so weird and eccentric. They feel like they're like in this like alternate reality from the rest of the town. And that is where okay we've been I've been pretty negative myself but it's like the that's where some of the coolest stuff happens. Absolutely, there's all these like forced perspective shots. Like there's that amazing shot where the the girl of Nelisa's crew is like sitting like on a couch and there's like a salt pepper shaker in front of her and because of the forced perspective you're like it looks a little weird but it looks normal. Then she picks the salt up or something. It's like a giant mm-hmm. salt shaker. Um, and this is where I should tell people if they didn't know that this movie was shot by Giannis Kaminsky. Who shot Schindler's List two years after this? <laughs> yeah. The same man who shot Cool as Ice, the cinematographer, shot Schindler's List, and then pretty much proceeded to shoot every Spielberg movie after Schindler's List. So like he became Spielberg's guy, um, which is a crazy trajectory to go from. And the weird thing was, I was like, wait, where did Giannis Kaminsky come from? Because was Cool as Ice his like calling card for Spielberg? I'm like, did Spielberg see Cool as Ice? I went through this whole thing. Um, apparently, he was Spielberg hired him on some like TV thing uh, and like a TV movie called the class of 61. And like, that's all it took. Spielberg was like two TV movies. And, like I'll give you Schindler's list to shoot. Um, wow. And Kaminsky been doing stuff like kind of some low budget horror movies. Like a movie I've heard of called grim Prairie tales. We've never seen, but it sounds fun. Uh, and <laughs> there was something else too. It was like, he shot kind of these lower budget horror movies. The, the leap in Kaminsky's film is crazy. It's like, Low budget horror, low budget horror, TV movie, cool as ice, Schindler's List. It's like it's <laughs> like it's like someone going from playing like basketball in their backyard to being like on the Lakers in three days. It's like or like three. It's like <laughs> it's like how did you get here, sir? Like uh, but I mean, he's a good cinematographer, and this movie looks it's incredible, really good. This yeah, movie looks great. That is the the best thing I can say about it. Is like. It looks so good. I remember thinking, even when I, before I knew that, I was like, the movie actually looks, it's shot really well. It looks really cool. There's yep. cool visual stuff. And then I find out years later, it's Sean's like, well, now it all makes sense. But, um, and the director, David Kellogg, I think uh-huh. is his name, didn't direct much at all. I think he did this, <laughs> Inspector Gadget with Matthew Broderick, oh. and like two, like, Playboy softcore porn movies. I he, think. Did, he did about a dozen oh, okay. Playboy, Playboy movies. <laughs> That was brought to my attention in the commentary, and I was like, oh, okay. Which okay. kind of makes sense if you yeah. think about it. 
weirdly yeah. enough, like yeah. just the framing of of Vanilla Ice in 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 certain shots, they really sex him up without. Tr- it's just the way <laughs> that they frame him. It's really interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I the movie, <laughs> the movie is gorgeous. Like it is. If we're gonna use it as the as like the high bar, it's like Criterion level visuals with probably like severin level dialogue like it's (laughs) it's just watching it with the commentary like i was telling you is like the best way to watch it because you learn something and you get to look at something visually pleasing for 90 minutes like it's it looks so good there's some creative shots it's super stylistic uh like we said i mean it's basically a just a long music video it really is and i think david kellogg was he did a lot of music videos too he did yeah uh which makes total sense. you say movie, oh yeah it's just like it's a series of music videos spliced into a movie <laughs> like it uh it has that look it is very stylish i mean yeah so it looks good that's the by far the best the performances <laughs> not great um <laughs> the Although script ice is serviceable though you know for what for never having acted <laughs> it's he's not he could be so much worse you know what i mean he could be there he are could. points when he's bad i feel like there's some oh, yeah, really oh, wooden yeah. line delivery some lines i feel like he's never seen the words before like it's like someone's holding a cue card and he's saying it as like the first time he's seeing the words i was surprised there was because it I, the whole thing seems like it's built up to be like how cool is vanilla ice you know the whole thing is mm-hmm. like he rides a motorcycle all the ladies want to sleep with him the first thing that happens to him basically after the musical montage it was like a woman gives her his phone number a beautiful woman gives you know so it's like and he beats people up like he he oh, takes on like six guys by himself scene. at one point. Yeah, it's like that scene is incredible. Yeah, bad. I, thought, I think it's bad fight choreography. Oh, it's, it's like, not good. I mean, like, I ugh. thought of you immediately. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, I was. I need Mike Scott's opinion on this fight choreography because I think it's pretty <laughs> terrible. Like, I mean, I don't oh, know much, but I, watch. it's bad. It's so yeah. He beats up all these guys. All these women love him. He rides a motorcycle. He dresses cool for the time. Yeah. You know, air quotes. Like, um, but. I was surprised that Vanilla Ice or anybody even allowed him to have these moments of like kind of like um, sincerity or kind of like innocence. Or, like when he's like on the date with Kristen Minter, it felt like he let his guard down a little bit. I will say mm-hmm. that I felt like there was moments where I was surprised that he kind of let the cool facade kind of drop for a second. Yeah. And he looks pretty goofy in the fucking montage when they're when they're jumping around the new construction. And I'm like, man, he really kind of looks like a goofball here. But I, it's kind of endearing. I'm like, totally. No, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. That's another um, sign of letting his guard down, you know, non-verbally. You know, he's, he's comfortable around her very clearly. Uh, yeah. You know? so, yeah <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, he's not great. He could be, I think, worse. I've seen worse performances. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he's... <laughs> I just watched uh he got game the spike lee movie uh-huh. that has ray allen who's a basketball player and had never acted before either and he got game and i i think preston disagreed with me and i hope he doesn't get mad at me again but he thought ray allen was actually pretty good for a first-time actor that ray allen was pretty bad i actually think he may be worse than vanilla ice in this movie like wow. it, he has a lot it's worse too because i think ray allen's surrounded by so many good actors he's working against denzel <laughs> and i feel oh, like denzel's yeah. trying to help him um there's one scene where he's in a, I can't remember who else in the scene, but it's like Denzel and Ray Allen, a couple other like pretty good character actors. And I feel like Ray Allen just stands out like, like a sore thrum because it's like his <laughs> line readings are like thudding. It's really like, yeah, but, but it's, is it's it, hard. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Is it, is it, oh, I was just gonna say, is it, is it Dennis Rodman level? Like in double team? I think Dennis Rodman's better than Vanilla Ice or Ray Allen. Oh, <laughs> I think I, Dennis Rodman has a lot of personality that goes a long that's way true. in those line that's deliveries. True. That's like, true. 
they're bad funny. lines most of the time because they're all about basketball and double team. Sure it's like everything has to be fucking a basketball pun. <laughs> like, but I kind of like him in that movie. <laughs> like, he he's matching the energy. Everybody, Mickey Rourke and Van Damme and yeah, Dennis Rodman are all in this like crazy. I'm sure they were all on cocaine. <laughs> uh, on this insane <laughs> level where <Probably>. they were. <laughs> It's like, I feel bad. I don't know if Van Damme was trying to get clean by that point, but it sure seems like he was still doing some stuff. But um, I don't know. I, I don't mind Dennis Rodman. But, like, uh, you know, they have moments. It's very hard to – people act like acting is so easy. Right. It's not easy, like, no. to walk in and carry a movie. Like, especially – you can have a scene or two and be fine. But um, Ray Allen and Vanilla Ice both having to, like, carry the movies they're in um, – at least when I feel like no one's really good in this movie. <laughs> like I feel like everybody was slumming it. Like sure. Michael Gross, who I like a lot and has been a very good actor for a very long time. I feel like he knows this movie is not good. And it's like not trying that hard. I don't know. He's just like, I'm serious dad. Like he's just not, you know, I, I think I saw you didn't like Kristen Minter. I actually thought she might've been. Oh, did I? I, did I, I can't remember where you said that. You said she's annoying or something, which. Oh, did I? <laughs> Where did I read that? I swear I saw that. I don't that. think that was me. I don't think that okay, was me. Okay, maybe, I maybe her, I'm wrong. I didn't mind her performance. I, okay, yeah. okay. Maybe no, I'm, yeah. The boyfriend pissed me off multiple times throughout yeah. the film. But, uh, no. <laughs> he's not even a bad actor. He's just a terrible character in the he's movie. You hate him. He's a bad character. Yeah, he's yeah. a bad man. Yeah. I think she's decent. I, she you is. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the one that has to work against Vanilla Ice the most. She has to bring some stuff out of him, I think. But um, she is stuff. She's kind of stuck up or stuffy at first, especially. That's her character. Um, but I... I like her probably helps. I had like a crush on her when I was like in home alone, even like, uh, I was like, Oh, you're my type. Uh, but she's, uh, um, you know, I think she's pretty good. I don't, you know, so, but everyone else, the two guys that play, like the, the guys that are coming from Michael gross, they want their money. And one of those guys I really recognize, I can't remember his name. Um, like a decent character actor, but I feel like they're not very good. The one guy's really weird. The taller, skinnier guy, who's after Michael oh, Gross yeah. has some really you know. weird lines. He's like, it's just very bad. Um, Dude, man, I did it? say that I had to look at my letterbox review. I don't know what I was talking about. I said, Oh, Kristen Minter was <laughs> annoying as hell. I don't, I don't believe that now. I don't believe. Oh, okay. Okay. That. Good. I don't, yeah. I don't know why I said that. Okay. I was like, Keith, Sorry, why? I, was like, I gotta know. I gotta know why I said that. No, I, Oh, I Jack McGee. Funny. Jack McGee is the shorter kind of heavier guy. He's in, I have so many movies. I've seen from basic instinct. He's like Michael Douglas's partner, in basic instinct. Oh, okay. Um, he's in a bunch of stuff. He's like a, just a, one of those, that guy actors. Um, it's fine. He's not very good either. No one's really that great in, in this movie. <laughs> like, um, it's just, you know, it's, uh, I think they knew there would have been a nice movie, but it's like, you know, uh, I don't know. There's sometimes it's so funny because they have a real uphill battle with the vanilla ice Kristen Minter stuff because they start off to a weird place where you're like she should not like him she should not like him like at all um and then she slowly went over by him and uh and then I feel like almost by the end I'm like maybe they do have good chemistry maybe this I don't know <laughs> like do yeah, it's hard to read um yeah because it I mean it does feel like it does feel like she just kind of is like picking the lesser of two evils like essentially right that's what it feels like it's um, like yeah. You could just be single, you know. That's what I thought. I was like, you don't have right. to date either one of these guys. <laughs> right. Like, going uh, off to college soon. Like, yeah, you'll have plenty of new options. Like, you don't have to do this. I'm like, yeah. also, these two are not going to last. There's no way. Oh, uh, no way. No way. He's not going <laughs> to stay in that town. No way. No, no, um, no. He's got he's got shows to play all across the country. <laughs> phone numbers to collect. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's got better things to do. Oh. Uh, I, I did like, so this movie is, if you're looking for a nostalgia trip and you want to know what the early 90s felt like, this movie is like yeah. the, the, the quintessential viewing uh, experience because do you remember those Sega commercials or like the Nintendo commercials where everything is super fast and they do quick zooms, zooms, zooms yeah. And, you know, <laughs> so when they did, they did, they do that a lot, uh, especially in the house of, of Kristen Minter's house, uh, you know, and it's like the little brother running around and the mom setting the table or whatever. I love that montage. That might be my favorite montage in the whole movie. Cause so it's weird. so weird. Yeah. Caffeinated it's... and weird. Yeah. But um, it feels like, yeah, nineties, commercial you're 100 percent right yeah. Yeah. yeah i wonder if david kellogg directed some of those too like commercials oh that's <laughs> like, true he might yeah. have music video commercial directors i feel like they cross over a lot so it yeah, yeah i was like oh i haven't seen this effect in a long time the like it's like moving the camera around really quickly and quick zoom ins like and people making faces like whoa like you know like the <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like very... an ad for the nickelodeon magazine or something <laughs> it's like the um yeah yeah uh every that. kid's commercial for any product like had the style of like fast motion quick zooms and yelling a lot of like whoa like you know and then like lame parents who have their arms crossed and they're like mm -mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. With, with that sound effect yeah <laughs> <laughs> um it's very early 90s like it is yeah it is of its time it is yep. <laughs> a true time capsule but um it's so it's such a weird movie. Yeah, it's like there's not much to it. Uh, like really, I was like, God, this movie is paper thin. There's just nothing. <laughs> like, it's just tough. Um, it's like they had to add the subplot with the the dad because otherwise we've got a 45 minute movie and yeah. like, um, uh, and then they just kidnap the brother at the end for one last bit of drama. Like, um, surprise, Mill I takes a punch in that scene. Like yeah, that's why right. I was surprised he wasn't like I can't be hit, you know, like one of those contracts, like the rocker Ben Diesel and Fast and the Furious. Like, mm -hmm. listen, I can't take any punches, but he gets he gets hit a couple times, but he still, of course, beats the guy. But uh, oh my God, somebody I can't remember who's gonna swing the letterbox, but the way that Vanilla Ice like solves this mystery of where the little brother is is like, oh, that's right. Did they know they were referencing like De Palma's blowout because it's like listening oh. to a tape over and over, and Vanilla Ice being like, hang on, man, I know that sound rewind rewind and it's like this like tinging construction sound could be anywhere could be anywhere in the world but he's like i know exactly where it is we went on a date through let's ride guys and they ride their motorcycles out there and don't they the ride their motorcycle straight through the through the, through the house yeah. yeah through the house i love that <laughs> uh yeah it's i and then i thought at that point i think there was like 10 minutes left in the movie when it and actually to get back uh, the Bill Nye fucking jumps his motorcycle again over the boyfriend's car, which again doesn't make sense, but whatever. It makes more sense than jumping over flat dirt into a fence. But and then it ends. So at that point, I'm like, well, it's over, but there's 10 minutes left. I was like, does Cool as Ice have 10 minute credits? No, there's one more musical number <laughs> for one more song, which not a good song. I don't remember. Uh, I don't think. Uh, um, but it kept. I was like, I could probably turn it off here and be fine. Um, but I, I watched the whole thing. Um, Kristen Minter is there, so I'm like, is this in? Is this like in the universe now? Where they've she's on tour with him, or is this just like a music video, just for the sake of a music video? Is what I was wondering. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I forgot about that montage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had to think about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it kind of just looked like the uh, the set of um, like in Living Color, like the. It did, Fly girl it did. set or something. Oh, 
Yeah. I think somebody said, guys, our movie's not 90 minutes yet. Hang on. Let's <laughs> throw in one more musical number. Um, we've literally you... thrown in everything we've shot. Yeah, we've got... so far. <laughs> Nothing's on the cutting room floor, folks. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> um, finally, scrap footage you got. Did you, do you know what the tagline for Cool as Ice is <laughs> on the uh, poster? You know what? I happen to have the Blu-ray right here. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. When a girl has a heart of stone, there's only one way to melt it. Just add ice. Oh, yeah. Does that make any goddamn sense? No, it doesn't. No, she doesn't have a heart of stone because she's not the asshole in the, in right. the meat cute. It's totally vanilla oh, ice. Oh, I guess that's a way to say she's... She's annoyed, too. Yeah. She's too buttoned up. She's too stuffy. Sure, you gotta, I guess. Uh, but, I mean, it's, but I'm just talking about the fact that does it make any sense to, <laughs> you're going to melt something to add ice? Well, are you gonna I know melt? it's a pot. I know. it's Yeah, but... It, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't you have used something else like other than stone? Because stones can't be melted. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too hard. I, I, I way overthought this yesterday I'm when sorry, I was, sorry. I was, but I read that tagline. It's like, that's so goddamn stupid. And I was like, but wait, if water gets into a cracked rock and expands and freezes into ice, it can break the rock. That's but then you're true. breaking her heart. <laughs> it's not the same thing as melting. It's not the same thing as melting the heart. And I way, I was like, I've thought way too much about this. I need another hobby. <laughs> I was like, this is too much. Um, it's a great poster, though. I remember oh, I love it. as a yeah. kid, I would see this in the video store all the time and be like, should I watch this? I don't know. <laughs> like, um, It's very colorful. It's uh, I love how it also says like starring in his first motion picture. Vanilla. You don't see that credit a lot, like starring yeah. in their first motion picture. Um, they really thought they had something here. They really thought. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and um, I, think, I think the director has gone to disown this movie like distance himself super far away oh. from it like he won't admit because there was a they brought it up in the commentary they there was a uh like when they did a press announcement for inspector gadget they said it was uh and uh david kellogg doing making his directorial debut uh oh. feature debut <laughs> it's like oh they they glazed right over cool as ice i think yeah he, um is not <laughs> proud of it oh why would he be ashamed of this uh <laughs> cinematic classic <laughs> It's a classic in a way. Uh, I don't think he should be ashamed of his no. directing. Honestly, I really no, don't think no. like I think he actually tries to direct it very stylishly, which I think he knew mm -hmm. was like, OK, people who are going to see this, this is the MTV audience. Like, let's make it like a big music video. Th they were right on that count. I mean, good job oh, for him and yeah. Kaminsky. Like, let's make it look really good. The other stuff, you know, he did what he could, I guess. <laughs> like, um. You know, trying to get a good performance out of Elias, which he has moments, like we said, but uh, some pretty bad ones, too. I'm trying to think of, uh, I don't know, sometimes he just seems like he's really trying to remember the lines, like he's uh -huh. really struggling. Like, I could see the gears turning behind his eyes, and he's just like, huh. But, but I think when they let him just kind of do his own thing, like, it's like, hey, Vanilla, <laughs> we just go, hey, Vanilla, just... uh. Just go spin around in that house, and I'm gonna we're filming a playful montage. Just have fun. He seems like he's having fun. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, that's true. Nice. It's hard. Uh, I mean, it it it's hard to complain. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He he probably got paid a decent amount of money. I mean, Universal did the film, which is insane. yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, why wouldn't he have had a good time? I mean, he got to kiss up on a really beautiful girl and get to ride motorcycles and dance like i i like it's like <laughs> that's probably his his total dream at that point so it makes sense yeah the funny thing is I, I'm, I'm like most behind the musics have this beat where it's like it's like i was so popular for however many you know and then i was broke three years later and i feel like he was broke very quickly um 
because I don't. Well, I think I do. If I remember right, I may be wrong. I kind of want to watch the Beyond the Music Beyond the Music again because it was a good one. Um, I think he says not only the fact that you know he wasn't famous very long. And like right. he was very young, so I think he was spending the money very wisely. But I think he was kind of getting taken advantage of by record labels mm-hmm. and uh, people taking money from him, you know, but like giving him an unfair cut of the money. And it's funny he brought up uh, under pre- the dancing after sun is under pressure, which was the hook for Cool as Ice, which one of my favorite Vanilla Ice clips ever is him trying to defend because oh, they sued right. him. They sued him for, um, you know, ripping off the song, copyright infringement. And he's in this interview trying to defend that it's not the same. And he goes, their song goes, and then our song goes, like, he's like, that one little sound makes it different. I'll never forget. It's burning my brain where he's like that one different sound. He goes, it's a different song. And I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? It's like, that is the same thing. Um, And yeah, so I think that kind of. Yeah, he, he sampled he, it. Yeah, which is a very common thing in yeah in rap, hip hop, music, anything. Um, but like you gotta credit and pay the people. Clear it. Yeah, <laughs> gotta clear yeah. it. Um, yeah. I don't know why they think they could get away with not clearing something. Like, cause someone's gonna find out. Like, um, yeah, I'm sure that probably cost them a good chunk of change. Like, if your yeah. biggest hit gets, <laughs> yeah, and they won. I think they they Queen and Derek Bowie won the lawsuit. Um, right. So, so. Yeah. it's like you know what they, so i think within a couple of years he was already like on the you know on the, the outskirts and there's an insane story behind the music and i i think it's been disputed if it's true or not that he went to go visit or somehow he met with suge knight if you remember suge knight from death oh row records gosh, and yes. suge knight like i don't know he owed him money so suge knight there's a story that vanilla ice tells that he got right. hung over a hotel balcony yeah. by his ankles by suge knight um which I could see happening. I mean, it's yeah. Shug Knight, but I just was like, um, so yeah. And then Vanilla Ice has been good about keeping himself, I think, in the public eye. Like he does those like reality shows, like um, celebrity people, like you know, celebrities live together, celebrity big brother, so, all that kind of stuff. Any any chance like to still be on one of those shows, he'll he'll do it. I think because he's really been riding that fame for thirty plus years now. Yeah. Like, and then he got a show on some like Home Improvement Network. Um, where he does the house building thing, like because I think he's like a contractor or something in his career now. So I guess kudos to him. He really kept it going for a long time. And I feel like people still kind of know who he is for the most part. I don't know about younger people, but like, sure, yeah, you know, the song still gets, I still hear the song. I says, baby, yeah, inescapable. I mean, it um, is. So what a time. What a, <laughs> what a time for him to the early 90s. They struck when the iron was hot and, you know, they did what they could. <laughs> it was, well, it would no. have been re- really interesting to see them do a follow-up to this film where he stars in another movie uh, in the mid to late nine, about 97 when he has, uh, he tries to reignite his career by doing a new metal album. Well, that's right. I, I forgot about that. He did like, yeah, yeah like the harder, like, I'm at a harder edge. Now. Was, yeah. Didn't he just go by like a different name at that point? It was it just ice. It <laughs> might've been just ice. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, remember what it was. I, I remember hearing some of it and I was kind of like, you know, this isn't the worst uh, thing I've ever heard, <laughs> but it, it's, it's not, uh, it's not great. I think it came out because he did a cover. He did a revamped version of ice ice baby. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Didn't he like use his real name at that point too? Like Rip Van Winkle, Rob Van Winkle, uh, like, Boy, I don't know. 
I'm trying to find like the, but it would have, <laughs> I can't remember, but I'm going to have to send you that album because you should probably hear it. Um, All right. It's, it's really, it's really interesting. Hard to Swallow was the name of the album. <laughs> 1998. Okay. <laughs> so even like, then, like that was... ice cube we tried to give Kristen Minter. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, he's already. I don't know. It, it's interesting, but it would have been funny to see him as like a dreadlocked, super hard, you know, metal guy or new metal guy, uh, but in a, a similar revamped version. Forgot about guys. that. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He was trying to hop on that trend of <laughs> new metal. Um, also. Why were you doing that? I was looking at eBay for the Vanilla Ice Barbie doll. Shockingly oh, yeah. affordable. Uh, oh, really? Wow. They're all in like the $20, $30 range. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. That Wow. You, all right. <laughs> all right. Might need to look into that. Um, also, I love this one. I want to buy this one so bad because it has the original Toys R Us sticker at $14.99. Then it has new lower price $7.98. Oh. Then it has new lower price $4.99. Oh, no. Oh boy! That's so sad. How much is that? Twenty-two dollars? I might think about it. Uh, <laughs> um, wow, that's amazing. Oh, it has a bit already. I'll forget on that. Um, but it's like, um, yeah, what a weird. I, I was also trying to think about like other movies like built around a celebrity that are like you know clearly just a vanity project for mm -hmm. that celebrity. Um, I didn't think that hard about because I didn't come up with anything, but I know there've been. <laughs> This is like one of the most blatant ones. I mean, it's called yeah. Cool as Ice. He's all over the poster. Like, um, his songs are all over it. Um, it's just crazy how hard they went on Vanilla Ice. And it's just like, this movie bombed really badly. Uh, it only cost $6 million. Well, it only made bad. like a million. <laughs> it's like, the theaters were empty for Cool as Ice. <laughs> um, sad sad uh yeah yeah i can't imagine it was critically uh oh like, oh god I, I no think, i think it they was... lambasted it pretty bad, the funny but... thing was if i remember right too that like because movies take a while to produce obviously and get out yeah. i think by the time the movie hit the the wave had crested on this phenomenon like they had missed the window even that it was that quick but uh yeah i because i thought they must have shot this pretty quickly like like a month like i can't imagine yeah. like they must have rushed this thing through but yeah i think by the time it even hit theaters people were like we're over vanilla ice now <laughs> so just oh. too, you know in a way it's like you have a number one album for weeks and weeks and weeks and and you're doing well and doing sold out arenas and then you're just no one cares and i that has to be uh, just from a as a human standpoint that has to be absolutely devastating right uh, it's so I, it's I, crazy I to think of yeah yeah i mean because i don't no. I I don't think I'm trying to think I was like he's not too bad a guy right like I know he kind of was like kind of was an asshole with like anger issues but I'm like did he do anything like terribly abusive or anything <laughs> like I hope not because I wasn't gonna talk him up like I feel bad for the guy he seems nice I'm gonna find out tomorrow like oh right he's accused of this this and that but um that's tough I mean yeah like how does he it's you're so hot you're so popular mm -hmm. and for it to go away like so quickly is like he became a joke really quickly. I think. I think. Like. Yeah. I think I remember talking about that. I think it bothered him on like In Living Color. That Jim Carrey was doing like a Vanilla Ice parody like That's pretty right. quickly. Um, because there's a lot to make fun of. I'm sorry, Vanilla, but it's like there was a lot to parody there. Um, but yeah, I just it happens. It's like one of the best examples of how fleeting fame is. It's mm -hmm. like you could be top of the world and within like a year just be nobody cares anymore. Like that does suck. I mean, me personally, I almost would feel like. 
if, it, if people just kind of got tired of me and it wasn't personal, they just like, I'd, I'd be like, hey, I was famous for a little bit. Like I think sure, my mindset yeah. would be like, hey, I did great for a while and hopefully I would have saved my money up a little bit. But, you know, <laughs> things happen. But uh, um, I don't know, depending on how I think people, there was also like a personal people just act. They were like really tired of him. Like they hated him. It felt very like this guy's a fucking joke. Like this white rapper with his shitty song that was a plagiarized song. Like I'm sure the song was played like thousands of thousands of times for that year so if you yeah. didn't like it you probably hated the guy that made it. <laughs> you know i still actually love that song i could listen to his baby anytime and not be upset about it like it makes two of us yeah i have no problem with it at all <laughs> fine with it yeah. um do you have much else to say on coolest <laughs> i can't believe we've talked this long about Coolest <laughs> to be perfectly honest no i just i think it's a really yeah. fun cult item uh uh, it, this is the perfect movie if say you're having a gathering or a house party of some kind and you want something in the background this mm, is the mm-hmm. perfect movie for that uh wow yeah it's that's very good. much style over substance um it's worth a watch if you i don't know if you are, are fascinated by the 90s uh especially if you probably didn't live through that time for me uh, it's it just reminds me of childhood and watching music videos and so i just get excited by by that alone uh i do fully realize it's not a good movie but, um, <laughs> i i enjoy it um i i i i gotta i gotta be honest that the opening song really gets me hyped up to watch the movie yeah uh, i think the opening song is good but i think it, I, it goes on for so goddamn long it's, it's like, like a minutes six minutes it's like yeah. that is too long because i was into it at first too but i'm like this is still happening <laughs> like six minutes um, necessary you know <laughs> but it is a good song i like that one better i uh i you i can't think of the other songs there's um i like your rendition of the the, the desert montage though i think i prefer that to the original i'm available for cameos sing that <laughs> i'm very cheap i'll be like ten dollars for a cameo oh man i might hire you i'll i'll uh yeah, we can personalize some some videos. It's a send su- to Suzanne. I'm sure she would really <laughs> love that. Like, I wonder. I wonder if Cameo like has a uh, system where like you have to be like, could any Joe Schmo start a Cameo? Like, I, I you know, you do you have, have credentials? Okay, yeah, I was. No, like... I don't think you do. That's the wild wow. thing. Yeah, wow. I think you any any idiot can do it. So sign me up. <laughs> yeah, sign me up too. Oh. I can't believe in Elastic Twelve Charity four hundred dollars though. That's <laughs> banana <laughs> that's too much that's too much god because if it was like i'm telling you if it was like 50 60 i made a paid it to get an intro for this episode i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> like it would have been worth it yeah i think it would have been yeah i uh yeah. but man he, and there's I mean, I, the funny thing yeah. oh sorry go ahead <laughs> oh no i was just gonna say i mean for, i'm just still stuck on that 400 hundred dollar price tag i i just think <laughs> it hurts think about the royalties he's probably still collecting for my size baby like tons of money like, well the, I, what, the I, weird thing about that royalty thing is like how does getting sued for copyright does that affect you getting that money or i, I wonder I, if it's like you probably know more than i do about thing okay I, I feel like it's probably like okay you get i mean i don't know <laughs> that's a good question it, i it could probably vary from contract to contract but it, it, right it's just interesting yeah because if he is still getting the royalties my said baby that's probably nice i imagine i don't know yeah. how uh um unless it's like spotify and they pay you a penny for every right <laughs> half a penny for every play <laughs> um uh, yeah i know yeah, yeah. let's not get on this uh, yeah <laughs> sorry sorry it's okay no no i i understand <laughs> it's i feel almost bad using spotify because i know how badly they pay artists but it's mm-hmm. like they've kind of made themselves like the the big you know main option but it's like i i saw recently how much they 
pay people jesus christ like uh you have to you have to get so many plays to even get a decent check it's insane like and it's funny because the only people benefiting from it are already making money from other things like yeah. you know like beyonce has probably got billions of plays it's like well she doesn't need the spotify money you know but she's the only right. one even making like you got to have you have to have millions of plays it seems like because yeah. you would know better than i would obviously but it's like don't they give you like a percentage of a penny or something crazy it's like it's not even a full it's... It's something like that. I mean, we for my band, we get it's. I mean, we do get a little money from it, but it's in the grand scheme, it's chump change. You know, it's like (laughs) right. You have tens of thousands or thousands of plays or whatever, and it's like, well, here's a hundred dollars. Thanks. (laughs) Right. That's it. Does not seem you're making this stuff and. I get a hundred dollars. Right. Thank you. Appreciate uh, that, you know? Yeah. Well, sorry. Uh, yes. Whatever. No, it's, it's uh, whatever. Yeah. I'm sure he's making it from, uh, other, if they license the song for oh, commercials yeah. or yeah. Um, but yeah, $400. I I've seen way bigger in my mind, celebrities who charge like a hundred or less, like sure. for cameos, like I 400 is, I, I, that's rare to see someone charge that much of anybody, let alone vanilla. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I think it's the biggest takeaway from this episode is Vanilla Ice is charging way too much for his cameos. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I gotta yeah. Yeah. write him a letter. Uh, it's like, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know what I'll say about Close no. <laughs> It's like, I think we touched on everything. Um, maybe the first film, se- fil- yeah, film feast episode in months that's under two hours. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> we've had some long ones recently too. Um, the Spielberg thing, I think it's going to be four hours. I haven't edited oh it yet. Yeah, because at the time, me and Keith recording this episode's not out yet, and it has not even edited by me. So uh, I think it's like four hours long, um, which I did not expect. Um, but it's good. It's a fun one. But yeah, I think it's so funny, too. We're going from like a big celebration of Spielberg to cool as ice. <laughs> but so at least sorry. there's that weird Janice Kaminsky <laughs> connection of like, yeah. you know, that's interesting. But uh, what a change of pace, um, you know. <laughs> I'm almost I'm almost sorry I brought it up. Like as an, <laughs> as an episode idea, because I don't know how we thought we were going to sustain a whole episode. Oh, this is fine. I mean, most okay, podcasts, okay. most podcasts okay. go like, I, I would say more around an hour, hour and a half. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. we're in finally in the normal podcast range. <laughs> like, thank you for giving me a movie that has like very little to talk about. And we just goofed off for like an hour and a half. I That's had a great true. time. Me yeah. Too. Like, oh, no, me too. I just. I feel like if we were to do a hackers part two episode, we could fill up more time than no, a, that's true. Probably you know, an initial run of cool as uh, I, listen, I'm not going to give us too much credit, but I swear after we did our hackers episode, I saw a lot more hackers episodes pop up oh, and a lot more hackers talk and other podcasts. Like we did it first. I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> someone had, that episode. I do too. It's why yeah. I mean, that's where Uber Angel came from. So, right. you know, right. it's one of the great moments. Um, <laughs> there was some podcast recently that did uh, double with hackers and something else. And I actually thought it was a pretty great double. Um, I'm not going to find it right now. I'll tell you when we get done. Johnny but demonic or something? No, it was even... Oh, boy. <laughs> Keith, fill time again. No, oh, like... no, no. Uh, um... uh, I would say, yeah, if if anybody is interested in collecting uh, physical media, go buy the Cool as Ice disc because the, the commentary <laughs> alone is kind of worth the price of admission. Uh, it's done by Alexander Heller Nicholas and Josh Nelson. So it's a good commentary. Uh, they're entertaining it's like uh, they're not shitting on the movie either it's a good kind of uh yeah kind of contextual type of commentary where they're giving you kind of what was going on at the time and you know 
what was going on in the time in the 90s, but also with with Vanilla Ice and his quick rise to fame. Uh, they talk actually about a comparison about him and Elvis uh, with black appropriation and things like that. Oh, um, wow. Which is so it's pretty interesting how similar uh, in some ways. Elvis Presley and Vanilla Ice are in that sense, <laughs> but uh, that'd be it as far as the <laughs> And they're both white, obviously. So right. I forgot about that. That was, he got yeah. some heat for that too, because they felt yeah. like he was like kind of I, I bet, like stealing a black art form and kind of profiting from it. And like, uh, I think his argument from again, the bond of music represent a lot was that he grew up in a part of Houston that was a predominantly black neighborhood. So he grew up like all yeah. his friends were black and like that's just how he was like it was it, from him from his perspective he wasn't like putting on a front he just came from that genuine place like and it's funny how much less heat eminem got years later yeah yeah doing the white rapper they thing like about that yeah <laughs> and it's like um but i think eminem is a much better rapper than Bill oh, yeah. like, I, mean, yeah. I don't know if that's to be said but it's just to put it out of there but um but i forgot about it. that was their thing that Vanilla's got a lot of heat for it was like people didn't didn't care for that um that he was kind of yeah doing that um you know i yeah i don't know it's like uh he's not doing it that well honestly i i mean no, like, he's he's not, not. it's like that song is just such a fucking earworm that it's like it is, yeah. i don't know any of the vanilla ice songs besides the ninja turtle song like literally i in the ones i heard in this movie which i still can't really remember but it's like i know ice ice baby he's got one called play that funky music oh i forgot uh, is, oh my god i forgot good. about yeah yeah okay never mind i know three um <laughs> There's one called Having a Roni, which is one that has always stuck out because I don't know that? what the fuck a Roni is. Having like a pepperoni pizza? What I don't know. About? I don't know. I mean, I think it's a, a, a term for party, but it's like it's an embarrassing song. Having a Roni. I felt gross saying it. So um, it's it's. I gotta go find Having a Roni. Find and... it. It's it's hilarious. That sounds insane. That sounds like a, like an old timey term. Like I'm having a Roni tonight <laughs> at the old shop, but it's like what <laughs> hell's a Roni? Um, yeah. I don't. I, that's weird. Um. There's okay. a sale on Ronies down at the general store. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Oh what is that? Is it pepperoni? No, you fool. Um, it's matchbooks. What? What's going Next on? To the um, whistles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love doing old timey voices. Uh, let's be the whole podcast yes. one day. That'll be the next podcast. Just me keep doing old time voice. I would love to. Um. Okay. The double. The, the podcast is called "I Saw What You Did." I think it's a pretty big movie podcast. It's yeah, Mil- yeah. Millie DeTorico, who was like the TCM yeah. uh-huh. uh, programmer. I think, sadly, I think they let her go recently. Yeah, uh, and she did all the TCM Underground. Yeah. yeah. And uh, did a great job programming TCM. Underground. There was some weird shit on TCM Underground. <laughs> like, um, cool stuff. Like, weird, hard to find stuff. I'll never forget, TCM Underground was the thing. Like, my grandma used to, like, leave TCM on all the time. All day long. Never turn the TV off. It was always in TCM. But she'd get so upset in the middle of the night when like TCM underground, she was like, they were showing this weird movie last night. It was gross. I had to turn it off. Like she gets so mad when TCM underground interrupted her like normal TCM programming. <laughs> like, but I thought it was cool. I was like, this is neat. Um, I feel bad. The other, ho- oh, the other host, Daniel Henderson. So they do a podcast. Where they do like double features a lot. Um, I haven't listened to it, but it seems like a good show, but they, this, I am so jealous of this double, like it's hackers and the movie sneakers. Oh, the, that's a good one, actually. It's a, it's like two like kind of like alternative heist movies, but they're like fun. They're not very like they're not very that serious, honestly. It's more like a fun caper. Um, they're kind of technology. Yeah, there's a lot of technology involved. Like, so I was like, that's a brilliant double. <laughs> like, I am so jealous of that. Um, but 
but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm saying, I think hackers got a lot more love once we uh, did that episode. <laughs> it's I the power of Uber Angel. And wait, what was your? Oh, shit. You had yours a cool was, one. Yours was way too memorable that I don't remember. Oh, I think yours was like Stealth was. Zero. Stealth Zero. Yeah, it was Stealth Zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I keep thinking of that time that I texted you or something and like my phone auto-corrected your name from Keith to Jetty or something. It was like <laughs> yeah, J-E-T-T. So we, we need to make a morning zoo type podcast with Uber Angel and Jetty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> You're back to Uber Angel and Jetty in the morning. Auga. And just like all those sounds. Auga. <laughs> <laughs> honk, I don't know. Oh God. Morning radio. Um, yeah. <laughs> Slide whistles. and um, All right. Well, clearly with the point where we're just... <laughs> Just talking about <laughs> nonsense. So funny. I hope people enjoyed this. Um, <laughs> with this. I'm so sorry to everyone. <laughs> I'm not blaming anyone, but it was Keith's idea. It was my idea. And I but I agreed it. to it without hesitation. I was like, yes. It is and your I was show, so, so excited. Yeah, it's fine. I made the final call. You can't blame yourself. Um, <laughs> I had fun. I think people have fun listening to us goof off. I think. I hope. I don't know. I like how you're trying to convince yourself that you had fun. I, yeah. I had fun. <laughs> a good time the only people who'd be upset about this i think are people that um just found the podcast for some reasons the first thing they listen to (laughs) is this episode but i can't imagine anybody would do that um because that's always the negative podcast reviews you see is somebody's like i try to listen to this podcast on the avengers movie and these goofballs you know just like uh, rambled for two hours it's like but it's like episode 500 of a podcast it's (laughs) like well you can't come in you know like I just, it's so funny. People were like, I want to hear about this movie. And then they just goofed off for an hour. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, do you hate fun? I don't know. Like... <laughs> I feel like that's um, what podcasting is anymore. Uh, a lot of the times it's just, I don't know. It's a natural. I mean, yeah. Cause we've all having a good time. Most of these things, it's like, what else can be said? Um, or like how much can you talk about? cool <laughs> So I listen to most podcasts for the fun uh, back and forth banter on it. And that's true. Yeah. I'm not, that sounds like sarcastic, but I really do listen to like, the the personal stuff the 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 side stories the tangents i'm all i'm all about it so um yeah i promise my next appearance will be better i I promise it'll be better (laughs) pick a criteria next time or something i don't know like (laughs) we will do better we will do better (laughs) um i think we did a pretty good job this is probably now the definitive cool as ice podcast um so Um, I don't know. I, you know what's funny? I tried to look up, oh, the Cool as Ice soundtrack on Spotify. A shocking amount of podcasts covering Cool as Ice. Really? Like, yeah. But I think most of them are like podcasts about like, we love bad movies and like, this yeah. movie stinks. All like podcasts like that. So it's like, um, it's ripe. It's a ripe goldmine if that's your thing. Like, um, if you like bad movies, I count it among one of the better bad movies um, because it's not boring. Um, it actually is well shot. It's like well put together. Um, but it's just bad acting, bad dialogue, bad script. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, great with people as I foolishly did watch it alone. Got to watch it in a group, maybe with some substances if you want, uh, it's like alcohol, drug of choice, something would make it more entertaining. But, uh, but yeah, it's, um, pretty fantastic. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, well, I say it's fantastic, but it's, it's pretty <laughs> It's fantastic. You had the best idea. Put it on the background of a party because yeah. it's like you, people look over like, oh, that's a cool image. And then they'll just go back to what they're doing. Uh, <laughs> just Either live their that lives. Or like you said, watch it in a party setting, like with multiple people. Because as somebody yeah. who also watched it by themselves, granted, it was with the commentary. Commentary, it yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't nearly as fun 
as it could have been. You know. Yeah, yeah. So. Even with one other person, it would have been more. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah. Anyway, I had a good time, so it was all worth it. Uh. So, <laughs> um. I guess we should wrap up. I've been rambling for the past 15 minutes. So um, do you want to plug stuff? People can follow you, all that? Sure, yeah. You can find me on uh, Instagram at Keith Watches Film and on Letterboxd at K Watches Film. Um, I do host the Varsity Cinema Podcast. It's a podcast about a, a, for a local theater that we have here called Varsity Cinema in Des Moines, Iowa. And the latest episode was really cool. I, uh, we have a new series going on called Stage to Screen in partnership with a local theater company called the Pyramid Theater Company. And they're a predominant, they're a, um, like a, like a black theater company. And for Black History Month, we're doing a, um, a cool series that is showing A Raisin in the Sun, Fences with Denzel and uh, Soldier Story. And uh, they're all, you know, uh, screen adaptations of, of plays. And, and we do a really cool, um, conversation it's kind of a lengthy it's the longest episode so far but it's a it's a really cool conversation with a couple of the creative directors of the of the uh, theater company and myself and uh, we talk about kind of the differences between movies and and uh, stage plays and and acting and it's super fascinating and just kind of like the black experience in america and um I, I, I was, I felt very privileged to have that conversation. So uh, yeah, these ladies are amazing and uh, hilarious off mic as well. Um, <laughs> we, we had some good, good hot takes, but um, yeah, I would recommend, I would recommend checking that one out, that episode I'm really proud of. So in the next month, we'll probably do something uh, around the Oscars, but I'm not really quite sure what that looks like yet. So yeah. Very cool stuff. I was going to say, it's funny, usually that's our longest episode yet. I still think it was like 30 minutes long or 40 minutes. It was not like... Yeah, it was like 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, people were like, oh, I, I have too many podcasts. You can make room for this one. It's 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 not that long. And I think you do ones like every month or every two weeks. Or, okay, yeah. So it's yeah. like very manageable. <laughs> like, so uh, there's there's room in your podcast queue uh, for Varsity Cinema Podcast, I say. <laughs> um, and you did a good job. You did a good job hosting it, I feel like. Oh, I'm nice. I'm like, man, I got to take Keith's lead and go talk to my local theater and see like, hey, can I like work something out here? Like, um, that's how it came it's, out. Yeah, that's it. it's a good idea. It's a good idea. I'm very <laughs> jealous of because my theater, like our local theater does good stuff. It's like an old theater, the narrow. Um, but I feel like they their their programming is like, oh, here's this like old classic movie like from the 80s, which is fun. But they don't do and they do some newer stuff. But it's like I feel like you guys are doing more programming at the varsity when I gather like Definitely, it's yeah. um so it's kind of more just and they've been doing the same movies for a while now it's like you know they show the goonies for the fifth time or yeah, nothing wrong with the goonies i'm just saying no, it's no, like no. they probably also get the rights to but i kind of wish they would get a little more creative in what they were showing but uh i mean that's i think both of our dreams would be like a programmer for a movie <laughs> like you think yeah. like program the new beverly or something because they have oh. a full month's worth of movies and every day has something going on but um that's it's harder for yeah. yeah movies inside of LA I feel like it's harder than New York and LA you can do that where it's like oh I can play movies all day every weekday uh I feel like most theaters probably couldn't support that but I wish they could it's very cool so um yeah. but you're doing a good job on that podcast Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so um and uh yeah okay for our stuff it's the usual uh you can follow the podcast uh on Twitter at film feast pod you can follow me on Twitter at maplet 87 follow me and the podcast on Instagram at Film Feast, all one word. Um, and that's it for this time. We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye.